The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Date NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Wednesday, November 10th, and that means only, well, it means many things. One, we're, it's a Wednesday. Two, you know, we're halfway through the week. Three, we're, you know, a day away from more professional football because we didn't want that. And four, of course, it's a Brady Green football show! Pew, 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 pew. Hump day, baby. Hump day. Get excited. Get excited. Get your humps in. I love, the, I love the camel commercial. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta hump as much as you can. I should probably rephrase that. Um, it's probably. probably it's okay. Not not nearly the worst thing. Oh, by the way, did um, is it? We I was trying to figure out the or the origin the origin origin what do I tell you? origin the origin of Brinson sucks. Was it? It was on. it on the show? Like, didn't I say? Yeah. Like, my wife. Yeah, said, it was. No, we were talking about um your wife making a hat that said Brinson sucks. And then it evolved from there into what exactly that could mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you do know that, like, are you aware of that these these hats now exist? I, I did not know. No one sent me one. So, I mean, I, I feel like I probably should get one considering it. I'm pretty sure the origin started with you and I. Uh, and then I was the one that pointed out to you because you, you took it more literally. Yeah. And then there's like a kind of figurative look, 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 way. Look, look what Ryan Wilson got from podcast listener Lewis earlier this wow. week. Wow. That is so well done. Yeah. The, he, that is like he, amazingly, like even the font and everything. I mean, no. it just, it represents you. It, it It's exactly how it should actually look to in explaining that Brinson, Brinson does suck. Yeah. Correct. correct. Um, we, uh, we have, we actually have some, I had a hat, a Brinson sucks hat. We gave it away on a, on a live stream. I should have kept mine, my original one. There were like three prototypes original that are maybe like 18 months, or actually probably a couple years old. Um, and then these are brand new, hot off the presses, and we're giving them away on our live streams. So if you want one of these hats, which you can see, of course, on YouTube.com yeah. slash pick six, you need to come join us on Sunday, Monday, or Thursday night after the primetime game. We do a, we do a pregame leading up to it. Um, if you get in the if you get in the YouTube before Wilson on Sunday or before Breach on Monday, you'll be you'll get two entries for the giveaway for the for one of these hats. Uh, anybody who puts their name in over the course of the show, basically the first like three quarters of the show, will be eligible to win it, and we give one away per per uh, per episode. And they are apparently wildly popular. And my how, how do I find one? How do I get one? Because I mean, I I, I we'll think get, it's, we'll get, it's we'll a pretty true statement. 
Well, yeah. well you, I don't know that a toboggan or a beanie is great for, you know. Although maybe, oh, oh, I know. Maybe, uh, maybe you do the big, uh, the big college pregame show in like, yeah, uh, in a Brinson. Oh, oh man, we could, we could launch this merchandise. People would be like, oh, like think about this in Ann Arbor, Michigan. People be watching things. Why is he wearing a Brinson sucks hat? And I'd be like, hey, I'm just representing my boy Willie Brinson. That's right. That's right. I mean, Big six pod. What up? I don't think that Fox would let you do that, right? Um, I don't know that they. I mean, maybe I could put it on. Maybe I could do this. Maybe I could stage it where I put it on someone in the crowd, oh. and then I just point to it. I give it like camera time, right? Like I'm talking to the camera, pointing to the camera. Just put my arm around someone who's next to me that happens to be wearing a Brinson sucks hat. And then the next thing you know, you look up and there's people like hashtag Brinson sucks signs. It would be incredible. I mean, like, it would be amazing. Like, like, you have mean, to understand when we're at those events, you can pretty much talk anyone into doing anything. Oh, yeah. So I could probably create a sign and get someone to wear one of those hats and get them on camera. Let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, look, you know, there's only, you know, I, I mean, I, I tune into the Fox pregame show just because we're friends. Like, I don't really even. You know, you guys are very Big Tenny, and I'm not, I'm not a Big Ten guy, right? I mean, we're really not actually. We talked uh, at length the other week about other some other the conferences. Uh, I'm going to talk a lot about ACC this week. Um, talking about a you, big matchup, big matchup for your old Wolfpack. Big right? matchup. Well, are you guys going to be able to stop Roberson and At Perry? I don't know. We're going to find out. Uh, we'll find out. find out. We should we should be able to slow down Wake Forest. Uh, uh, to the not 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 stop them. They're they're dude. They're you wouldn't been able to slow them down really. No. No. no, but I mean, I'm not sure they played any good defenses either. We have a pretty good that's defense. Kind of, that's kind of the ACC, but yeah. Sure, ACC is terrible. I mean, it, it's going to come down to Pittsburgh versus NC State or Wake. It's Which, just, sign yeah. me up for the Kenny Pickett laser show. All right, that's all I'll say about that. Look, Ryan Wilson's slow to put Kenny Pickett as his number what one quarterback. What is he doing? Move him into the, the first round. The more you watch him, the more you're going to say, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. He should, he should be the number one quarterback this year's draft class. I, I agree with you completely. Even though I think that the, the hangup on Kenny Pickett is that people feel like he's old. I'm like, Joe Burrow was old. Yeah, who cares? I mean, like, <laughs> They're the equivalent to one another. Like, they were old. Like, okay, who cares? Can he go in and sling it? All right, cool. Sign him up. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he's – I mean, he's 23. <laughs> he's yeah. still really young. He's not Brandon Whedon, all right? Yeah. yeah. You know, he's not Chris Winky. He's right. not 30 years old. He's he, he's not Taysom Hill who took like what a mission for two years or whatever it was but, came yeah. back. Steve Young that was eligibility. Yeah, Did Steve Young take a mission too. Steve Young ended up being good. He went to BYU. I don't know that. He I mean, Chris Winkie's Chris Winkie was drafted at the age of twenty nine. Like that's in all due respect to Chris Winkie, but I mean, Brandon Whedon was what twenty eight, twenty nine. Uh, let me look. Probably you. I mean, it's it's literally the stupidest thing. He was 29 too. Why, why would you draft a 29 year old quarterback? It's like or the question nothing. is, this day and age of science and technology, why wouldn't you draft a 29 year old quarterback? Uh-oh. Like, maybe we'll get to the point where we go 35. That's so young. Yeah. Who doesn't I mean, want a 35 year old behind center making mature, intelligent decisions? Yeah. Look, if you don't make it to the NFL until you're 29, there's it's a red flag. Okay. Like that's that's but that's unfair. I mean, think about how many actors have been out in Hollywood their entire life and then finally the role fits them at 55 years old, you know? I mean, who knows? Maybe that's Tom Brady. Like maybe Tom plays till 55 and he opens the door for some other 45-year-old quarterback. He's just been waiting out there the whole time, 
practicing, working really hard, and he's ready for his big break. He's ready for that opportunity, Will. I, I hope that Tom is able to finally break through. I hope he's able to, 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 to finally, <laughs> finally, uh, to I finally mean, explode and figure, and figure things out. Um, okay. What, you're saying it wasn't good in Ted? Is that what you're saying? Wasn't he in Ted or Ted 2? Uh, yeah, he was definitely in one of those. He, who, who would you say is the best NFL player as an actor? And I'll give you all time, by the way, too. I oh. mean, did Terry Crews, did he play in the NFL? Or yeah, he just played yeah. football? If, if, uh, didn't he play? I got a picture of me and Terry Crews. I know The Rock played college. He didn't go to the NFL, though, I don't think. Terry Crews, let's see. I'm pretty did sure. He played he for Atlanta or like New Orleans? Let's see. Where is this? Drafted by the Rams in the 11th round. 11th round. What are we doing? Wow, that'd be nice. 1990. Yeah, right. 1991 NFL draft. Oh, six games with the Rams. No games with the Packers. 10 games with the Chargers. I'm reading off his Wikipedia page, obviously. 16 games with Washington. And uh, he also played for the a uh, the World League of American Football, a.k.a. NFL Europe during the 1990s. So not Atlanta or New Orleans, which for some reason, I thought it was like a product of the NFC South, but I was way off. Um hey. But would you say he's the best this, actor, or or is it OJ? Which I don't even know if we could say that, considering OJ's history. OJ wasn't really a good actor in Naked Gun per se. I mean, was he? I don't know. Some people might say he was a good actor. I, I'll tell you this much: he was a good actor in this. Uh, I saw this film. He was in a courtroom, and he looked like he was acting in that one. But that seemed like it was more real life. So, how old were you, you know, when that happened? Like eight? Uh, I was young enough to remember a, a few things. You know, Johnny Cochran. You know, if the glove does not fit, you must acquit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you, I mean, do you, were you, are you, do you remember? I vividly remember understanding at a young age the difference between the burden of proof in a criminal case and a civil case. Because I remember thinking as a young man, young child, that how could you not get convicted criminally, but convicted in a civil suit, right? And then still be able to walk around like nothing happened. It's like, well, it's a little more complicated than that, but there that's a scary thought when you think about it. Uh wait. Does um I guess Dwayne Johnson doesn't count, does he? Well, did he play in the NFL? I know he played in college. Did he make yeah. it to the like Oh, wait a minute. I know who the answer is. Um I believe that it's gotta be it didn't Jim wasn't Jim Brown an actor? Oh, yeah. What do I saying? Jim Brown by far might be the best yeah. actor. Yeah, it's got to be Jim JB, Brown. man, he can act. Yeah. He can act. Yeah. And obviously, a hell of a player, the greatest of all time. Yeah, he's got, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, that's the answer, is Jim Brown. Well, what about Brett Favre, though? I mean, he was pretty good in something about Mary. Although, but wait, wasn't Jim, so Jim, but Jim Brown went, obviously, in a, like, a, like, legendary all-time great running back hall of fame career just went straight into acting like what a what a move i found out this past week that one of our cast members auditioned for for a show uh i'm not gonna say what show wait one of your cast members yeah that's what you'd technically call it but some oh, 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 big like new the, kickoff the show. fox the fox yeah thing. oh yeah 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 i i learned something every week about this individual but he had said to me was that, it Leonard, yeah, was it Leonard or Bush. <laughs> I'll say it was the latter, but uh, <laughs> learned something every week. And I was, I was like, well, you know, you won't be able to do this show if you're doing that. Right. And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> okay. 
It's like you can't do. Glad you didn't get it. All right. It's like success. It's like well, the show we we do we do rehearsals and uh, film Saturdays at noon. But I mean, I'm sure I can do both. It'll probably work out fine. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Well, we uh we got to get to the important the meat of the the meat of the show, of course. That's right. Yeah. Chris Farley trivia part two. I'm just kidding. I, I, we're gonna God, what, by the way, you know what this is? Because, like, just so our our audience understands, we did not have this planned at all for who's the greatest former NFL player turned yeah. actor. Like, yeah. this I hope is giving Debo a headache after what he put our listeners through last week to start <laughs> off the show. Which actually, trivia. Actually, actually Debo's I mean, kind of getting into this. He's he's slacking me. Carl Weathers is a name Debo gave me. Um, he also sent uh, wait, so, wait Carl Weathers who like was played didn't he play Apollo and Rocky? Yeah, is that the? That's what I'm talking about. He played for the Raiders. Wait. Oh, did he? Okay. Um, did Marcus Allen act? I feel like all those as SC guys acted at some point. Yeah, I mean Denzel Washington's kid, John David Washington, who's been in some recent stuff. I mean, we're considering Gary- him though, like one of the best. I don't know. It's kind He's of been in some there. legit. Here we go. I feel like we're missing out on some people. Um, <laughs> if you, uh, it sounds like, <laughs> I mean, I was going to do, I was going to try and do one that was like, I was going to find one that was like a little bit easier, like more based on the films <coughs> and the, and the, you know, like, like what, but, but it was all, they're all too easy. Like, you know, who is the, I don't know, like who's the, 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 who does Chris Farley's dad marry and, um, in, in Tommy boy, but like that's, Right. Real, have you guys seen Namdi Asamoah act at all? No. Apparently, no. he's like a top notch. Like he's been on like Broadway and is is an appearing you know, in a lot of you shows. You know who's now. in some stuff? Well, Eddie George. I mean, technically, if we're gonna go that far, he's on Broadway. Um, Thomas Jones, Thomas Jones, Julius Jones' brother, both running backs in the NFL. I remember most as a New York Jet. He he's a good actor. He's in a bunch of different films. Like I just saw him in something recently, although I I can't remember what it was. But. I think Bernie, who else did you send you about? Uh, John David Washington, Carl Weathers is a good one. Carl Weathers is a good one. He might be the best. That's tough to be right there. Well, I mean, you but, can't top his character. Like no one has had a character like Apollo Creed. That's the greatest former NFL player character in any show. Fair to say. Although one could say that Carl Weathers and Arrested Development was even better than, than Apollo Creed in, in Rock. Well, Arrested Development might be one of the greatest shows ever created. So. It just is the greatest show that's ever it is created. Show. Right, right. I, I still don't understand how that whole thing fell apart. Well, so I was in college. I mean, I guess you were in high school. Be like a rock. <laughs> Solid like a rock. It's like, you know that they built the house in Iraq. <laughs> um, There's always money in, in the, the banana stand. <laughs> Um, I, uh, I had one of our friends dressed up. Hold on. Debo, Debo, do you think Arrested Development's overrated? I have seen very few episodes. I just wanted to, to stem some controversy in the chat. Yeah. I mean this, uh, well, yeah, no, Arrested Development, if anything, if anything, it's underrated, but I will say that the new versions that came out on Netflix were not, I mean, not nearly as good, but I watched. No, I mean, it was different writers though, right? Yeah. 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 And, and and it was like self-aware that they were popular at that point in time. The first three seasons are, you know, they're not. Like they weren't, and it was weird because so this it used to come on on Sunday nights on Fox at like in between was was Sunday night football even a thing then? Yeah, I mean it still would have been a thing. Yeah, was it? When has Sunday night football not been a thing? Um, no, it started in two thousand six. Yeah, rest of yeah, like the the late four twenty five game would end. 
and there'd be no, there's nothing. There's just shows. And so that we would always watch Arrested Development on Sunday night. So weird. I feel weird? like I always remember Sunday Night Football, but I also. No, Brinson, I think you're just saying Sunday Night Football started on NBC in 2006. It existed on ESPN well, before that. Right. Was it on ESPN before that? Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure it existed for a while. Okay. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe it came on at like 8:30, and then uh, I just remember watching Arrest Development on Sunday nights. But what, we would have been watching football. Mm. Oh, oh well. Uh, who knows? Uh, I mean, who can remember these things? Yeah, it probably was on. That doesn't make any sense. Well, of course, they would have had Sunday night football. What so, what's we? the consensus though on the former um, NFL player turned actor? Is it Carl Weathers? Carl Weathers. Weathers. Is that what you're saying? Weathers. It's like Nagy, Nagy. At Nagy, yeah. I've been conscious of that now ever since that point. And I feel like no one's catching on. And I'm hearing a lot of Nagy's. Like now I notice, now I can't not notice it when someone else says Nagy versus Nagy. Nagy versus, oh no, what am I, of course Sunday Night Football, yeah, Sunday Night Football is always a thing because we would always bet on the Seahawks on Sunday night. Oh no, no, we bet on the, yeah, what am I talking about? But why, why do I not remember? So, I mean, I guess I don't remember anything from college. But. The beer. It's all the beer you drink. What? It's killing it's, brain cells. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's all the point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but I feel like Sunday Night Football now is a much bigger thing than it was back then. Is it's that- not ratings-wise. The ratings have been down. The 4 o'clock window dominates now. Does it really? Yeah. I mean – not to get into specifics, but that was like one of the strategies of Fox with why they do our whole big game at noon. And I know it's not always popular fan bases, but go through this year, every week in college football, I guarantee you the noon window has won out more often than not as far as the most rated, highest rated game of that Saturday. It was this past Saturday. Well, uh, how, why, why is that? I think it's because you've got an audience that's tuning in. There's not the fatigue of going through a 12 o'clock window, a 3.30 window, a primetime window. You know, where you think about the NFL, you only have two windows. You're 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock. You get the Sunday night football. You know, maybe people are just tired of watching football at that point. I also feel like there's late start times, right, which plays a little bit of a factor in Oh, I mean, it, I, so. think, I think a lot of my friends don't stay up for the whole Sunday night game. How could you? I mean, unless we have to because it's our job, you probably don't. You know, you probably are like, yeah, I'll go to bed. I'll see what will happen. If you have to, if you have to be at like an office at 8 a.m. the next day, it's pretty tough to stay up till midnight watching, you know, watching like the Rams and Titans slug it out in a game. You know, what like you can kind of tell for them, you know, like, or, or, you know, Monday night, you know, you're, you're sitting, you watch the first half of Bears Steelers. You got to be in an office at like 7 30 the next morning. Or you, are you going to be like, I got to watch the second half of this game? No, I'm going to bed. I mean, unless you're a huge Bears fan, you want to see yeah. the growth yeah, I mean, a lot of Justin great. Fields. Yeah, you want to see those final moments where he's he's giving you the middle finger to all those Bear fans who are doubting him and all those naysayers out there. Right? It was a Dan Orlovsky. Yeah, he doesn't work hard. Whatever else was said during the draft process, get out of here with that BS. Oh, sorry. Well, let's talk about Fields. What do you uh, right. Fields for MVP? Uh, yeah, that's a little that's a little much. Um, I don't even think he's going to be up for Rookie of the Year, which is is on a rundown at some point. Yeah, it is. I, I do think he's the type of player that if you watch him at Ohio State, he got better and better and better. And literally, like oh, he Mike was Patrick, playing. Mike Patrick was always on Sunday Night Football, wasn't he? I've I've conflate. Yeah, of course. Who's Mike Patrick? Like the sports broadcaster. I don't remember Mike Patrick. You know Mike Patrick. Yeah, you know Mike Patrick. Yeah, he's I, I now I now have to look up a photo of Mike Patrick. I mean, what 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 network was he with? ESPN. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mike Patrick, Joe Theismann, Sunday Night Football, Sunday Night NFL on ESPN. There we go. Click on that. There you Man. go. I, I do not remember that. I'll be honest with you. I don't know what year that was. I do not remember that. Um, uh, I don't know. At some point in time. Man, he's old now. I haven't, uh, yeah. anyway, I don't Maybe the voice I remember. I don't remember. You don't remember the voice. Yeah. Why did I think there was no Sunday Night Football? <laughs> what the hell's wrong with me? I, again, I go back to the beer. Yeah, it's probably. just, uh, you know, copious amounts of drinking. Now, I'll look up because that Sean Alexander game against the Raiders, where he had like five touchdowns, five rushing touchdowns on a Sunday night. Was that the year Sean Alexander won the, the title MVP, for most yeah. rushing touchdown? Or yeah. MVP? yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, because he had 266 rushing yards. Wow. Isn't that right? He's having good God. What a day. It's a big night. Yeah, that's a big night. Yeah, it was Sunday night because he had, yeah, Alexander set franchise marks for 266 rushing yards and an 88-yard touchdown run as the Seahawks beat the AFC West leading Oakland Raiders. This was on November 11th, 2001. I actually remember that night. I think we could probably look it up. Ooh. You know, just thinking about Sue, by the way, for uh, best you know NFL player turned actor, Dan Marino. Oh, Ace Ventura. His cameo in Pet Detective was pretty Cameo? Cameo? Yeah, it was more than a cameo, I guess. Yeah, he's yeah. just straight up like Ace its owners. I mean, yeah. come on, dude. <laughs> hey, Ace, you got any more of that gum? That's none of your <laughs> goddamn business, and I'll thank you to stay out of my personal affairs, Dan. <laughs> Can you imagine, by the way, Jim Carrey comes to Dan Marino? He's like, hey. I got a rule for you. Want to be in this movie with me? It's Jim Carrey like, right. wasn't even famous. I mean, like he was, he was. That put him on the map. That, that I, I still remember going to the movies. Oh yeah. And it, I remember it was around my birthday. I think it went, when it debuted during that time of year. And my dad was like, Hey, the reviews are great. It takes me and some buddies. We got some popcorn. I was crying. Like it was one of the funniest movies like, I've I, ever I, seen. I remember life. sitting in the theater off of Main Street in High Point, the old, I can't remember what kind of, but it was just the only theater like in town, right? And it's February, February 4th, 1994 is when it came out. I don't remember the date that we went and saw it, but I remember holding my side in pain. I was laughing so hard at, at Ace Ventura. It was, I mean, I didn't have any expectations to your point. Like he, huh. he wasn't a well-known actor outside of reviews. That's really all it was. But that style of comedy and just the way he acted in that movie and then, you know, you, you kind of tie into football and other things. Like, it was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen in my life. Like, it I was mean, the the opening scene. Like, it's still like if you go back and watch it now, it's hilarious because people forget about the, the you know, because it's not like he's he's walking down the street in that in that um, in the, <laughs> the, the, the UPS uniform, whatever. Yeah. The little face he makes and he actually throws the, the package behind him. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> and by the way. How different is that now with Amazon or whoever else delivering? Oh, right, right. It'd be like a drone flying. In. He wouldn't yeah. believe it. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, let's uh, let's talk some awards because we're about at the mid-season point. Although we could do this all day. Um, the uh, we're about at the mid-season point of the year. We both had Kyler Murray's the MVP a quarter of the way through the season. <clears throat> Who would you pick as your mid-season MVP right now? And bear in mind that you know, like a few years ago. 2017, 2000, yeah, 2017. I had Alex Smith as a midseason MVP award. I didn't think he was going to win it, but right. sort of recognizing somebody for their performance halfway through. Yeah, and, and so we can kind of naturally do that, right? Like I've still got Kyler Murray. I think you look at them; they're arguably the best team in the NFL right now. He's leading them. He's been a big reason why, even though it's kind of hard to make that case after 
you know, they, they mollywopped the San Francisco 49ers without him and Cole McCoy playing quarterback. So maybe that works against him. I just worry for his health. I know he's been playing banged up at times. Um, and, and that's obviously, a you know, that's an issue moving forward. Um, and, and I think you look at Tom Brady and what he's doing. It's just, it's hard not to think that they're not going to continue to operate a high clip. It's not as competitive of a division in the NFC South uh, compared to the NFC West. And just something tells me he's going to stay healthy. He'll be fine through it. So I've got Kyler Murray now. I think it could end up being Tom Brady when it's all said and done with the season he's putting together so far. Uh, the futures markets are a little uh, cloudy in the sense of the ability to – we can find odds out there. And Tom Brady is right there. He's actually ahead of Kyler Murray, plus 340. Josh Allen, the favorite in, in some spots, 3-1. to one. Kyler Murray, 6-1. to one. I, don't, I, don't, I don't – Why would Josh Allen be, especially after this past week? I mean, if anything, I, I feel like he almost set a bar last year where, like, that's where he needs to get to, if not more. And that was just in the conversation. And he's nowhere close to where he was a year ago. So – by the way, neither is that offense. It's not just on him, but that offense isn't. So that would not be a bet that I'd, I'd want to, you know, hang my hat on. I think Lamar Jackson's one, especially with the way he just carried his team recently this past week over the Vikings. Eleven to one for and, Lamar right now. And, and look, those those are great odds, good value there, considering that, like, you know, if he just stays healthy, which he's, you know, he has, he should be able to put up some enough numbers and be able to put in that, you know, make a run for potentially one of the top spots in the AFC. Uh, agreed. I had uh, Tom Brady as the MVP now, mainly because Kyler missed a game. But I'd be I'd be fine with giving it. In fact, I really should give it to Kyler now because he's probably not going to win it at the end of the year, and you sort of want to reward the guy. I have, I have yeah. three names I want to ask you about real really quickly from a value perspective. Um, Ryan Tannehill, I'm seeing at 34 to one. He was 75 to one on on Sunday night. I just I don't think their their offense is conducive to like anyone who isn't a running back winning an MVP. Um, even with Adrian Peterson here's, here's, there now. The theory is if they were to get if they were to get the number one seed, could he win it if everybody sort of treads water? Like Brady doesn't go. And I don't think Tom Brady's going to tread water. I think he's going to have a monster year. But you know what I'm saying. But even then, like he's still got to catch up stats wise yeah. to everyone. Like it would pale in comparison. I have a hard time believing. Like and by the way, this is almost like the Heisman argument. Like, whoever wins the Heisman in some years, like, you're going, is that really the best player in the country? Probably yeah. not. But he's on a team playing for the national championship, so we give them the award. Like, that's what the Heisman committee does. Yeah. Um, and, and that's almost like what you're saying now with the MVP. So I don't know if that's the way to go about doing it. Um, I just it, – it'd be hard – it would be hard to imagine – that's worth worth the money putting it on that, you know. Uh, yeah, I would want 50 to 1 or better for, to, to bet on Tannehill. And, and you get 100 to 1. Okay, all right. Uh, Derek Carr, 50 to 1. Now, that one I like. And, and the difference is because even though the defense is improving, it, it's still all on him. They obviously lost Henry Ruggs. Tragic situation. Of course. They're bringing Deshaun Jog Jackson, you know, hoping he can replace some of what's lost. Maybe by um, the time people are listening to this, they'll have Odell Beckham on the roster. We don't want to speculate on that too yeah, much. Who knows? You don't want to want to have with that. Uh, they lost their head coach. Like, there's all of this up in the air. Meanwhile, Derek Carr just keeps playing at a high level. So he's one I'd love to see, and especially if they could somehow win that division and be one of the top spots because – I think he's been thrown around a lot in the media for whatever reason. You know, he was never good enough for John Gruden not to flirt with whatever quarterback was in the draft. And he's continually gotten better and better and better every every single year. Um, and, and by the way, they would uh, actually allow David Carr's 
to since deleted tweet about Derek winning MVP in, in like within like 20 minutes or, you know, right after the Henry Rogue situation happened, David Carr's tweeting about his brother. Like, like you know what, maybe let it, let it, uh, let it, let it breathe. Like, let's, let's, let's not do that, pal. Um, really? The other guy I want to ask about is I, I, Wilson and breach mocked me for this, but as soon as I get a chance to bet it, once it pops up on my side, I'm betting it. I don't care. It's a, it's a daggum principle play, Brady. 80 to one. I'm seeing right now. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he's got to put together some really big performances. He's got, he's got nine games left. Maybe he flips a switch. The Chiefs go eight and one or nine and zero. Oh and how many touchdown passes does he have right now? Uh, he leads the league in interceptions. No, no, no. It's uh, Joe Burrow and um, Sam Darnold who lead the league in interceptions. Mahomes currently is at uh, Twenty touchdowns, ten interceptions, averaging two hundred eighty-one yards per game. He leads the league in completions and attempts, which is a little surprising. Well, yeah, no, that's not surprising. They hate yes. to run the football, like, even when they've got a three-man rush, a five-man box, and they've got a tight end in. You know, six potential blockers. They're still not running versus a five-man box. Um, he's got uh, se- averaging seven yards per attempt, which is the first time in his career he's below eight this I, I you know if it was possible that the way defenses are playing him it's gonna be really hard he could literally throw what do you say nine games left right yep he could throw two more i mean he could have 38 touchdown passes maybe over 40 and that's putting you in a mark that i think is going to grab a lot of attention i mean for as bad as he's played this year they're only, he two, still games back, they're only two games back of the number one seed in the afc right which I mean, is crazy to think about. It is. Like, they've been terrible. And, I, I mean, if you notice anything else watching them besides what we talked about, really, just like the – it's – defenses are saying – I mean, the, well, the, the defense is probably starting to pick it up a little bit. Like, we saw that, you know, most recently. What's that? They've been playing bad teams, too. But, yeah. No, that, that's, that's a portion of it. But, like, they moved Jones down now on the inside, the interior. That's helped. Like, you saw how he was getting after Jordan Love throughout that game. That helps out Frank Clark, at least rushing off one edge. Yep. You know, I, I do think eventually Melvin Ingram's presence will be felt. That now in the secondary play better, but we, we only say that because Jordan Love seemed to be a little inaccurate some of those throws. Jordan Love, again, just, you need to look for Daniel Sorensen. That's what you need to do, Jordan Love. To yeah, yeah. When he's matched up with Alan Zard. It's funny, though. Like, when you looked at who he threw it to, and granted, it was only a few, a small sample size, but, like, the Alan Lazards, the, like, uh, Joe, you know, Joe uh, Daguerre, um, you know, everyone else that was probably a backup he was throwing to, he had much better chemistry. It's like, well, maybe we need to stop just forcing the football to Devontae Adams and you can't figure out if he wants a back shoulder or throw him up field or whatever the type of throw is. But I digress. Um, right. Yeah, Mahomes – look, Mahomes is never a bad bet. I'll just put it that way. Like, it's never a bad bet to put money on Patrick Mahomes given his talent. I agree with that completely. Uh, okay, let's take a quick break. and we come back, we'll rip through the rest of the awards. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When I say rip, I mean rip. Because we, well, sometimes you go on Ace Ventura tangents and, and talk about Sean Alexander and Sunday Night Football, which I somehow thought didn't exist until 2006. I, I got to tighten my, my yeah, I gotta, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm gonna do a Will Brinson. I, I'm. You have large hands. What's, what's your hand yeah, size yeah. there? Uh, I think it was like ten and a quarter at the combine, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, the ten club. Yeah, it's good. It's a great club. Tell well, me about over right. ten. All right. Over ten, Will. Over over ten. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know if you know this, but um, there's a, have you seen the random guy who went out and got coffee, and uh, and 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 uh, the Daily Mail or whatever was like, like they they put if you not have you not seen this that it popped no. up. So the Daily Mail took a picture and like wrote a story. It was like Aaron Rodgers spotted out getting coffee and like did this whole story. And Shailene Woodley took picture like took screenshots of it and like posted on her Instagram uh, story and circled his feet. She was like, uh, first of all, I know Aaron's body very well, and he has much bigger feet than that. Trust me. Yeah. Which rumor is they're not together anymore. So She did this like 30 well, minutes ago. I'm just saying, rumor is. Okay. Maybe they, hey. Maybe they got back together. I'm just saying. We can gloss over the Defensive Player of the Year Award because we all, you currently Miles have Garrett. Miles, Miles Garrett. Garrett. I currently Miles have Miles Garrett. Garrett, and we both think Miles Garrett will win. If you yep. get anything plus money on Miles Garrett, you should probably bet that because the Browns look yes. like they'll be contending. Garrett putting up monster numbers. Um, we both coach of the year, coach of the year, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, you say Kingsbury, I say Kingsbury or Vrabel. Well, you get an or, you get an or out of this. Well, I, I, I think I think Vrabel wins it if they have the number one overall seed because they're yeah. be doing it without Derrick Henry. Um, whoever gave, you know, the timetable of six to 10 weeks to come back from a Jones fracture, that'd be shocking to me if he came back that fast and looked the same, but Vrabel would win it in that instance. I'll tell you why Kingsbury won't, you know why? Cause he's a good looking guy mm. and they could be the top seed in the NFC, but this is how this world works. No one's going to vote for the guy that is, is good looking like Cliff Kingsbury and successful because they're like, they're gonna be jealous. They're like, you know what? I would give it to that guy. But he's already got everything, right? He's got the nice pad where he watches the draft from, you know, all these other things going for him. So even though he'll be deserving of it, in my opinion, because they will be a playoff team and probably even, you know, one of the top seeds, if not the top seed, he won't get it because he's too damn good looking. And this world hates people who've got it all like Cliff Kingsbury. Now, uh, just a quick counterpoint to that. They're the last four Coach of the Year winners. Kevin Stefanski. Handsome. Okay. He's got some a Jim Caviezel look to him. Yeah, uh, John Harbaugh. Not 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 handsome or anything. You just you kind of just broke your streak right there. Go ahead, Matt Nagy, Sean McVay. All right, I mean, looks a little younger, but I'll say you're batting fifty percent. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying, there's a there's a precedent for if if Cliff Kingsbury if they have the one seed in the, in the NFC, Cliff Kingsbury will win it. He's still four to one. Uh, you can get him there. Brandon Steele, six to one. Mike Vrabel, eight to one. Mike McCarthy, ten to one. Sean Payton, sixteen to one. I don't hate either if they if they're able to. And he's got those steely blue eyes, though. I wonder if that's going to hold him back. <laughs> he actually won it in uh, two thousand and six. His only only time winning that award, and that's why you know Bill Belichick doesn't win it as often as he should. 
because of his fashion sense. You know, you saw him walk into the cave this past weekend. I mean, people look at him, they're like, he's a fashionista. Like, there's no way we can give him the award if he's that successful <laughs> coaching football and he's able to set trends like that. They just, they don't want to mess with that. I think he was, I think he was just doing a late, uh, late Halloween, uh, Bill Parcells costume is all that was. No, you know what it was? I think sometimes you ever had like those pants you put on, like the, the, like the one leg gets caught up on your, like your sock. For sure. Like, it happens from time to time. Like, it's, yeah. it's a look at that. That's a, that's a look now. That's like, I'll, that's a runway. You know I will that say is? that. So like that is a runway though. It looks, if you can see it, if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six, but, um, or pick six podcast, excuse me. If it looks like his pants are pulled all the way up above his, uh, into the middle of his belly. But in reality, it's just his sweatshirt is, is bicolored and, and, and is, is hanging below the pants, which are the same color as the, the bottom half of the sweatshirt. It's a poor choice in, in general, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's a tough scene for old Billy B. Uh, let's offensive rookie of the year. Speaking of Bill Belichick, is it Mac Jones? <clears throat> I am going to say it's tough right now because I think it's Mac Jones the way he's played of late, even though they really haven't beat anyone, right? Like, or I should say, like the teams they beat, they beat the Jets, Troy, Texans, the Panthers, and then the Chargers, which the Chargers are by far and away the best team that they've beaten so far. Um, I, but I'm still going to say it's going to be Mac Jones. He'll have the stats. Um, I think he's like top 10 yards in the NFL. Um, really? But it would be up between Jamar Chase and Mac Jones now. It will be Mac Jones by the end of the season. Pretty sure I have a Mac Jones. I had a Mac Jones future. Jones Mac. No, I wonder if Odell would entertain that claim if New England put in a claim on him. Oh, I think he'd be fine with that. He's got a ball out, man. Well, you know, let's not talk Odell because we because he's going to be claimed by the time this podcast. He, well, he, you're, you're going to have emergency pod. It'll be emergency pod wherever he ends up getting claimed to go on, right? I hadn't. We hadn't discussed it, but I guess probably if it's unless I, it's. I'm like, telling you right now, your schedule. He, it, something's going to happen. Emergency pod immediately. All right, we have four minutes to get through the rest of these awards. Um, there's Debo. You can Debo. Debo's got a little fan. Okay. Defensive rookie of the year, Micah Parsons. We all agree we can move on from that. Okay, okay. You can still bet Micah Parsons at minus one thirty to win defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, go put your mortgage on it. Like I'm, I'm just telling people right He's now. He's just going to win it, right? Yeah, I, I even think if he got hurt like next week, then play the rest of the year, he might still win it. I'm trying to think who would even steal it from him. Jason Oway's next at eight to one. Aziz Ojolari at ten to one. I mean, a guy who's made a huge impact that never gets enough credit is probably Christian Barmore. Like he never yeah. will, but he's been he's been pretty darn good. He's not Joe even on Tryon the in Tampa. Yeah, Tryon could be a guy who ends up impacting it. Yeah. Sertan too. I mean, Sertan's played well enough where you know no one's going to start throwing his way as much. But, but if the Cowboys defense keeps playing the way it's been playing, it's it's going to be Parsons. One hundred percent. Um. The uh, what else, what else do we have here? Offensive comeback player of the year. Oh no, we said Mac Jones. Comeback come player of, play of the year. Dak Prescott. I mean, it's got to be Dak, right? Yeah, I don't think. I mean, Dak could still win MVP, but like I said before, Prisco said he would vote for Dak for both. Unless it's like, unless I, the, I just I don't think he's going to be up for MVP uh, by the end of the year. I, I don't either. I, I would say Brady, Murray, maybe Rogers, depending on how long he's got when he comes back. Um, Stafford, like they're all having a better as let's just put this. I think they're all having a better season than them now. And I don't know how much of that's going to change. They also won a game with Cooper rush, which, you know, inherently when you start having the conversation takes away from your, you know, the MVP discussion, that's the Calum Murray conversation, right? To a certain with, extent. With Cole McCoy. Yeah. Um, in a, uh, would you rather talk about draft eligible quarterbacks or talk about, uh, Odell Beckham and Baker Mayfield? 
Um, it's up to you. I mean, I, I look, I'll just say this about Odell Beckham and Baker. Um, you know, the, the hardest thing about wide receivers is their job is so dependent on so many things working out right for them to get the football that I think they tend to get frustrated um, because they're on an island and they can do their job right the whole time and it still won't matter. And it's a tough position to be in. Like, I don't know, like, many other jobs where, you know, you've got that, where you can do everything right and things out of your control because almost everything's out of your control outside of, like, the ball coming your way. But not even, like, how accurate it is coming your way, if it's where you think it's going to be, all that stuff. You just have to adjust on the fly and, and make that catch or not. And I think there, there can be some frustration with that. You know, Odell is a tremendously talented player. It could be a little less than what he's been because of injuries, but that doesn't mean that you're going to have great chemistry with every quarterback you play with. It's just, it's not the case. And I think that's an instance of what we saw like Baker and him, two strong personalities, whether, you know, Odell's more passive aggressive. I think Baker's just flat out more aggressive. Right. Um, They just, they they didn't, they weren't able to jive for whatever reason. And that's okay. You know, that's, that's okay. Let him go somewhere else. Let him go try to be successful somewhere else let Baker do his thing and, and ball out and try to be the quarterback that he wants to be. So it, these things get a lot of times get overblown, especially with Baker's like post game comments. Obviously he had to take some shots when he could, but sure. I get it because you have to understand Baker's the type of guy, he's a Texas boy home. And, you know, he's a type of guy that wants to look in your eye, shake your hand. He jabbed and, a flag and, in the middle of Ohio state's field to like, to like yeah. shove it in their face. Like he's not a, he's not a, no, he's not, he's not going to have his dad put out some video He's not going to have other people or Justin Jefferson wear a sweatshirt that says free Odell. Like this is a playoff team a year ago without Odell, you know, like they don't need him. And and to be quite honest with you, like it it seemed to be more about Odell than it was about the team. And I think that's like the driving thing with Kevin Stefanski and them where like they just came to an agreement like, hey, man, like let's just go our separate ways because – you're not about what we're about and that's okay. Like let, let Odell want to go chase a, a playoff and a Super Bowl somewhere else. Cause I think the Browns probably feel like they're better off without him. I mean, Odell may not even want to chase the Super Bowl. He may just want to chase money and, and, and whatever else Odell wants to chase. I mean, that wouldn't, I don't think that would be shocking. I think he wants to win, but um, yeah. I thought Alex Smith made a good point too on the on Monday night countdown where he said, you know, sometimes it's easier if you're a veteran quarterback to deal with a personality like Odell because you know as a young guy like Baker even even though you're established in the organization it's still in the back of your mind like oh like I need when you're playing and you know making throws you're like I you want to you gravitate towards Odell and I think that's probably that would be my best example for why the stats bear out the way they do is like when Odell's not out there Baker's just kind of distributing without without any concern for yeah but I don't think they made a concentrated effort I didn't think so either you watch the tape it's not like Kevin Stefanski was diagramming stuff. I would say, if anything, like Stefanski is just as much to blame with Odell not getting the football. That's a good point. I mean, if we're being real, because he's good enough where he should be the first, second read on every single pass play you have, and it's your job to move him around or figure out how to get him in those spots where he'll be open. But that wasn't the case. Like, I mean, it just wasn't. Yeah. I mean, obviously they want to run the football, but with Jarvis, with Donovan Peoples-Jones, the way he came on, and in particular last year, Hooper and Bryant at the tight end spots, and Joku, I mean – They've got so many talented players, Higgins, uh, Felton, who's now kind of started to be in, get in the mix. Like, they got so many guys who can catch the football. It just wasn't a priority. And so, like, that to me had more to do with it than anything else. And that's not on Baker. That's on that's on Kevin Stefanski and his staff to be able to put together a plan that highlights or is more Odell-centric, and it wasn't. Yeah. And, look, you know, we saw Kevin Stefanski was the OC in 
Minnesota. And that was the year that Stephon Diggs was like, I want out. Um, and Diggs had 63 catches for 1,130 yards, but it was sort of a step back in the sense he had less touchdowns, less catches than the year before. Maybe it's just not an offense designed for an alpha receiver, and there's frustration born out of that. And we saw Diggs, obviously, last year goes to Buffalo and just explode. So, you know, I think – but I, I think the Stavansky thing is a good point. Um, we can dive into it more later. I want to get you out of here because you've got – you know, I, I like to respect your time. Yep. Oh, I'm by so- the way – uh, I, I said it just real quick, draft pew for these quarterbacks, all right? Kenny Pickett, my number one in this year's draft class. Yep. I think he'll continue to keep climbing as things go on. Um, Sam Howell. A lot of people have like, written him off because the season like UNC had. He still they shouldn't because that dude's tough. He does everything He does everything right. He can run, and man. I think he, he can run, and, and he's taking hits, bouncing off guys. Hey, he gets you know, killed just, at the NFL level. He tries to run like he did against Wake Forest. But I mean, yeah, but look, it's at the college level. He can get away with it now. He still can. But bottom line is, he'll be in that conversation too. And then we'll see with the Carson Strongs, Matt Corral, all those guys. But those are the top two guys that I think have done themselves a lot of help uh, this season. Even though, like, people were frustrated with Sam out early. It's like, well, look how bad their defense is, and they don't have the same guys he's throwing to. Josh Downs is by far their best receiver, and they and, also uh, and Josh Downs. Hard- there's talk of him transferring after this year. Um, they lost Javante Williams and Michael Carter, both who were balling Ooh. out at the NFL level. Like it's and, and their offensive line's not playing as well for Carolina. That's I mean, no. they're still having a fine season. It's just not living up to the expectations of they just upset the number nine team in the country. I mean, think about that. Yeah, so. didn't appreciate that, Brady, in a non-conference game, no less. <laughs> it was. I'm not I'm, well, I'm not sure how it was a non-conference game. No, no, it's, it, it doesn't count as a conference game. They Carolina, it, I, swear, I swear, it's the weirdest thing. Wake and Carolina were not they scheduled so far back. No, 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 no. When they were scheduling out of conference games, Carolina and Wake were like, let's schedule a game and we'll play each other. It won't count in the conference standings. Go and look at the standings. Wake is still undefeated in the conference. It's really annoying as an NC State fan. Trust me. That is the b- most bizarre thing that wasn't talked about enough this past week in the college football. Correct. Carolina beat. The team I hate the most, Carolina, beat the team that I need to be to be beaten in Wake in a non-conference game. It doesn't game. matter. No, it doesn't matter. So now, got to go to Winston-Salem, House of Horrors for NC State fans, and somehow find a way to beat Wake Forest, or else we blow the chance to go to the ACC championship game. Go Tar Heels. What the, what the hell was that? Go Tar Heels. Oh, what, where did that come from? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right, Brady. Always fun, man. We'll talk to you next week. Go Tar Heels. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.